Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Another TV episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Culberton, and who's with me tonight? I'm Peter Bingham Pankratz, the author of the novel The Fifth Civilization. Today it's the uh, president of the Bo Katan fan club, Carusetta, Carrie Chandler. <laughs> uh, the show this season that pretty much is Bo Katan season. So, hey, yeah. there's that. So, <laughs> we are here to talk about The Mandalorian Season 3, which came out in 2023. Hey, we're. Actually, not that far away from when it came out, because you're hearing this in June. So, and it ended in April. I was saying, it feels, it feels like it's been forever. It does. Yeah. A lot has I, happened. So much yeah. has happened. Yeah. I rewatched it again, and I watched a recap today just to, oh, I need something to watch while I was editing. So, so I was doing that. So this season, I feel like people are, because I was looking on, I always like to look online a lot of times before we, we do these episodes and kind of see what re- what reviews and what other people say. And there were a lot of people bitching about this season on, on YouTube. Were they only, were they all from after the first episode? Because that would make a lot of sense. They were like the whole season. Yeah, uh, they're wrong. Yeah, I mean, this, the was, first a, this ep- was a, this was, the first episode was not good, but the rest of the season was very good. Agreed. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally thought it was a little bit less engaging than, than the previous seasons. But, you know, I had a great time. And by the end, it was you know, it was spectacular ending. So I don't get the hate yeah. either. You know, Peter yeah, it wasn't just, it wasn't as good as the first season to me. I liked it better than this. I liked it similarly on par with the second. This didn't feel like the second season. This was a pilot for other shows, like the second season kind of feel. Yeah, well, yeah, it, <laughs> it feels like um, I didn't. I think you got there for a second. Oh, it feels like a return to the original idea of a space western and. You know, it, it it is definitely setting up something else, though. You know, it's it's in the background is something else going on. And I guess we'll get to that when we get to that episode. Yeah, but me. it's not too bad. Like, I, it didn't No, It wasn't like, I mean, with season two, you have the Ahsoka episode. You haven't given a bubble fed up. Like, you have a lot of stuff that's leading to other shows. You know, like, I think in season two, you're, they're getting ready to have Cara Dune's own show. <laughs> so <laughs> well, uh, that was in the in the long go period of 2019 when. Yeah, the world is very different. God, is that when she got fired? Well, oh, the next got, year, yeah. next year. This <sighs> actually was during the pandemic. Oh yeah, they made sure her character is put away too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, I love how I, I love how in the first episode he's like, "Where's Cara doing?" He and she's like, and he's like, "Oh, she went to go work for the rebels. She's gone, or well, not the rebel, but the new republic." <laughs> that was a better ending than they could have given her. So yeah. Well, you know what ending they? You know where she? She's in this episode. She's sort of in this season. I must have missed that. Uh, I was reading online somewhere. Somebody told me apparently in that sh- when you see this is way, way later, but when you see the shuttle that was destroyed that had Moff Gideon in it, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be her arm in the corner. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's, that's a what, very deep cut. Uh, if that's the case, yeah. I I, 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 I doubt some, that's cur- I doubt that's true. Okay, I don't know if Disney if, like ever said, but yeah, yeah. maybe laugh. someone said, but yeah, because they they do make comment that she was involved with escorting Gideon. They do somewhere that is said that yeah, she. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. Disney doesn't. Disney doesn't play that. They 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 put her in the vault, and she'll never be spoken of again. I just thought it was hilarious. But she she's just... in, she's in the she's in the Disney vault, whatever, <laughs> with the the uh, the holiday special. <laughs> well, she's stupid. I mean, I don't care who you are. If you're oh going, yeah, no, fu- yeah, no, fuck her. Don't be opening <laughs> your mouth. I'm good. I'm, I'm I didn't like I didn't I didn't like her. I didn't like her before she went cra- before she 
proved her, before she revealed her crazy. So it's it's all good. I just thought it was so funny in the first episode. Like, yeah, she's gone. Because they had to do something that, you know, the, to mention what happened to her. So they just kept it real brief. Like, yep, she's gone. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The f- uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, y'all go ahead. I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, you are right, though. The first episode is boring. Like, I rewatched it. I'm like, mm, this is not that exciting. It's not just boring. It's like, it's too, it's like, it's, it's just slipshod and quick. It assumes you watch a terrible, we watch because we're podcasters, but no one <laughs> should be expected to have watched the book of Boba Fett. But oh, yeah. there's like, they don't even, they're just like, yep, he and Baby Yoda are back together. Figure it out. Hope you watched our, our other show. And there's that. So I, I saw a lot of people online who didn't watch Book of Boba Fett with good reason, or who started Book of Boba Fett and didn't make it to the two good episodes. And so they didn't understand why Grogu is with Din Djarin. But it also is just like, it's like, and here's this, and now we're doing this, here's this, now we're doing this. And it's just one thing after another, bam, 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 bam. It's just so much happens in it, and it's very, I don't know. I I just didn't think it was good. It was well-written. I also thought the little uh, Babu Frick guys, it was, I don't know. Leave leave that and leave that where it was. Let Let that be dead. You were just upset to be reminded of that movie. Existed, yeah, huh? exactly. It was just like the little Babu Frick guys were, they, they were fine. My son enjoyed it. We I were watching it. He's like, he's, he's like, they're like Babu Frick. I'm like, yep, yep, they sure are. <laughs> they're going to build, build, baby, gonna build baby Yoda a uh, IG-11 Mac. Uh, hey, I'm excited for that. Cause that means there'll be a Funko Pop at some point down the road of that. So, hey. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with it. Guaranteed the toy, the toy makers are salivating over the IG-11. Uh, right. Possibilities with yes, no. Yeah, <laughs> we come right. on a toy. I mean, comes out. Yes, Christmas yes, toy, no, I'm no. sure. <laughs> and I'll have it if it's Funko Pop. I will have it. Yeah, I thought you know, I thought this episode was pretty weak too. I was not impressed by the opening uh, fight either. With the uh, with what I see is called a dinosaur turtle <laughs> attacks, <laughs> attacks the Mandalorians. Uh, you know, I felt like there's a lot going on and a lot of you know, it just the action sequence wasn't really me. And for an opening bit. I thought it could have used some more punching up. I don't know. It, it didn't yeah. grab me. It didn't work. I mean, it just, there was a lot of stuff. Like, to kind of go back to what Carrie said that I, I completely forgot when I started, when we started talking, is the fact that you're right. I mean, if you don't watch Book of Boba Fett, you're completely confused. Because, and also, this is two years have passed in this, in Star Wars world from the time that Grogu leaves in season two to when we start season three. And he's yeah. with Luke for one year, and he's been with the Mandalorian again for another year since Book of Boba Fett. Oh, has it been a bit years since Book of Boba Fett also? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it kind of gives you an idea of, like, which, again, isn't stated, but that's what the internet was telling me. Yeah, you could tell because when they go to uh, Navarro, it's just completely and utterly different. It's, it yeah. looks like 50 years have passed. Yeah. Like, there's a giant tree in front of the bar <laughs> that wasn't there before. I don't know if they have, if they transplanted it or if they have like space tree growing technology that makes trees grow really fast or if that's like a fast growing tree. But it's like a it's like a hundred year oak tree in front of the bar that used to just be like a little sandy street. But that's fine. We do get the oh boy, I'm not going to mispronounce them. We get the salacious crumb, the monkey lizards. Yes. Is, oh, yes. Just hanging out in the trees, I which is a that. nice touch. That's a good yeah. callback. That's the appropriate amount of callbacks that I exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it didn't bother me. Yeah. It should have been that whatever. What is that yellow thing from Heir to the Empire called? <laughs> the force things. The force yeah, things, the ones that like eat force. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's like you know that's that's a specialty animal, Mike. I don't know if they. <laughs> I know but that's what I wanted in there. Like you yeah. so is Salacious, That's a good question. Salacious Crumb is he a is he a person or an animal? 
that's getting into yeah <laughs> that's like why does you know why is mickey a sentient but pluto isn't you know is goo is goofy a dog goofy, goofy and pluto yeah, yeah. Is goofy yeah. A dog. I, it seems like they're semi-sentient at, at best because clearly yeah yeah they like to laugh unknown i think that the answer is unknown uh, but it was a cool i really enjoyed it yeah Mm-hmm. And I like seeing Grief Karga. Oh, God, I forgot the actor's name. Carl Weathers. Yes, I like seeing him again. I do him. like him, you know, all dressed up now because he's a grand magistrate. Like, I thought all that was cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the turn they gave his character over the course of the series. Yeah. Or over the course of season one, really. But Yeah, because he's in season two a little bit. Not a well, say, I mean, because he starts off, he, he, go, he becomes like a villain pretty early in the show. And then he becomes a good guy. And now he's, you know, he's... He's Lando. He's the yeah the the former the former rogue now a governor trying to do right by his people. It's nice to see. I mean, you are right with the Babu Frick guy, the little guys where they just have him in there. Where it again, a lot of the show felt like we're trying to fix things that make more sense over that terrible movie we we made. You know, <laughs> the Skywalker. I can't remember the name of it all of a sudden. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how this show felt. Like there's things in here that we'll talk about. That really felt like we got to put pieces in. So if somebody watches this, eventually we'll make Rise of Skywalker better because we're like, oh, see, they were doing this years before. Yeah. Even though we published this afterward. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how it felt. <laughs> so I do. I, well, I do like I'm the okay uh, design of Gorian Shar, the pirate captain. I think he's a pirate, right? Yes. Yeah, he's a pirate captain. Pirate crew. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it, it looked like a practical mask. I don't know if it was or yeah. digitally digitally enhanced or whatever, but you know, as far as aliens go, it looked like a real alien. So I was impressed with that. Yeah, I liked it. It was yeah. fun. It was a little bit Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know which villain. Yes, yes, he looked like Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. There we go. Yep. I was. I can't. Could not help but think of that, even though I didn't remember the character's name. That was exactly what I thought of when I saw it. I was like, "Yep, he's he's a Cthulhu guy." And he's even a pirate. Okay, well there you he's go. He's even a pirate. Yep. <laughs> And it's There's, a Disney pro, and they're both Disney properties. Oh, it all—it's all fitting <laughs> together now. It's all fitting together. But it's also a new race that we get, so that was it cool is. too. So I, even though it reminded yeah. me of that, I didn't mind it. You know, I felt yeah. I felt like it was cool, and you know, it, it made sense that we get a new alien for once. I appreciate yeah, it. It's fine. Yeah, I um, liked I it. I liked the Moss Man. He looked, that's what he looked like—a Moss Man. Moss Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. He did look like he's made of moss. I um, thought when they were doing it, when they're like, oh, you're not going to like our pirate captain. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of the pirate captains from, from Rebels and Clone Wars. There's a certain guy. And I thought that's where they were going to go with it. But they made a new character instead, which I'm 100% OK with. Yeah. Since I just murdered him anyway. So, yeah. But it was cool to see. I mean, it was, a, then, it was fine. It's a little boring, but it's a fine episode. It is fine. It just it's it's kind of the whole episode kind of was like just setting up. It's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to. You got to go to the mines, but but first you gotta we gotta go meet Grief Karga so we can set up the Navarro still exists so you can go back there later. All right, and then we're gonna set up that IG Eleven's being worked on so we can bring that back later. All right, and then we're gonna set up a pirate guy that'll come up later too. Okay, anyway, and then we're gonna beat Bo Katan for the next episode. I really like, thought it was yeah. gonna take him like all season to get to Mandalore to get to the spring. Like I was surprised how that's happened in episode two or three. No, two. Yeah. Like that kind of surprised me how yeah. quick it goes. But there should have been some kind of recap or something that mentions, oh yeah, in Book of Boba Fett, we did this. There's no reference to Book of Boba Fett at all in this. Yeah, they they, they I think they want to forget Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> These uh you know as much as it would slow things down, I feel like a crawl, like an opening crawl might be good for these types of shows. Like, I know they do oh, a recap yeah. like Sion, but like a brief crawl, like now that Grogu and Mandalore and, you know, are back together, they have returned to, you know, 
Navarro to meet High Magistrate Grief Carter or something like that, you know? Yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. They probably keep them for the movies, but still, you know, something in universe to like. I mean, they could just have a character be like, I thought that he went to go be a Jedi. And then and then he goes, he decided not to. And he came back to me. It's like, okay, a line of dialogue can clear right up. Yeah, I think it was more. We want to forget we did this. They go to meet Bo-Katan, and she's just sitting on her uncomfortable throne in her empty castle. It, I, I don't know. I thought that was really silly, honestly, when they went there. Hey, she has one droid that works for yeah, her, she apparently. Has, she, she has a droid, and then she just sits in this throne room and does nothing. Nope, there's no food, there's, nothing. She, sit, she just looks funny, too, the way she's just sitting there across the throne when they... When they walk in, I don't know. Just yeah, I, presumably they they detected that he was coming, and the, so then she went up there to sit in her throne to receive him. I guess is what they're going. For. I, I assume that's what it is, and that there's an actual like living space underneath all that. Mm. <laughs> it's just kind of funny though. Like I was. Yes, it was. It was. I thought it was dumb. And they should have said at this point they could have said, "Well, yeah, it's been two years since I've seen you," or something to put the time frame in. Yeah. Yeah. I like time frame. I like knowing how long it's been since something's happened in a show or in anything. That's a personal thing. So I was a little bummed yeah. I didn't do that. But yeah, but I, I was like when she showed up and in, in that in that third episode, I was like, oh, all right, here we go again. I guess Bo-Katan's going to be a villain in the season because she oh. wants the dark saber. And then she didn't. And it actually went. I thought her character had a good season. No, she did. I mean, that was, I think, one of the complaints, too, that the show was more of a, a Mandalorian show with, you know, Bo-Katan and other Mandalorians and not Mando. And I think, I know some people complained about that, which, that's fine. Oh, I, I, I thought that was great. Me too. That was, it was a, no, I thought that was a good way to go with it, so. Because also, like this said, season, it's, it's become a, oh yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, the season does a good job, I feel, I mean, we'll get there, of wrapping up the, of the series in a way, too. Yeah, I mean, they definitely left it where they could just stop after this season and it would be great. But John Favreau says he's already written season four. Yeah, and that's the last season. Then we get a movie. Yeah. So like, <laughs> which is it's good because they, they left it where there could be another season in a movie, but they left it also where they could just stop it. And, you know, they won't because, you know, Money. it's doing great. It's doing great still. And well, actually, we don't really know how it's doing because with the streaming, they can just say <laughs> whatever they want. But I bet it's doing great. I mean. Yeah, I bet of all of all the Disney shows, it's probably in the top. So yeah, but yeah, uh, I I thought I thought Bo Katan had a good arc in this season. Um, what I was gonna say is that the shows just become something very different than what it started off as. The first season was this like episodic space western. The second season is this like very focused narrative, and then the third season was also this very focused narrative. So it's it's become very different than what it started. I think. But that doesn't make it bad. I think it's no, it's, it's just good. Different. It's good. It's just different. I like the focus more than the Western type theme that it went from the first one. I'm assuming season four is going to be back to the Western is my guess. I don't I don't I think they're going to stick with the focus thing, honestly, but no telling. I, and I, I personally season one is still my favorite. I like the the episodic storytelling more than the focus story thing. But the focus story was good in this one. Uh, in season two, the focus story was good, but it was Sometimes a little silly. And I don't remember the episode one or two where you see the space whales in the background, which I'm assuming meant nothing to you, both of you. No. When he's in, when he's in hyperspace. That's, I think that's in the first oh, episode. I, yeah, I think it's the first episode. It means nothing unless you... I looked it, I looked it up. I, okay. From, I know, you know, it's from Rebels, right? Yeah. Do you know, did you, you didn't, did you spoil what they do or what they no, did? No, I just... Okay. 
I looked up and saw the Wikipedia article was long. Okay. I said, okay all right. They play a big part with a certain character in putting that character away. That's why it was a re- that which is gonna which is really cool to see. But I don't really want to go any farther than that because you guys haven't seen Rebels. So yeah, it really seems like I just got I have to sit down and watch Rebels. When you I do just, it, let me I know. I started watching it and it was just like yeah, I know it's re- rough, repellently chi- childish. Like I was just like I'm. I'm like 40, I'm 40 years old, too, too old for this. The first season is rough. Like a, can I watch like a season one recap and then just assume that? Uh, that's, you could, that's yeah. Good enough. Season yeah, four is when it gets. Season four? It goes four Jesus. <laughs> that's a lot of, that's a lot of time to get to, to wait for. Usually it's season so I think two. two is good, too. I think two, three, and four right. are all really good. But three and four include Thrawn, which will you guys would be more interested in it. Okay. Yeah. No, I figure I, I gotta I've gotta watch Rebels. I just gotta sit down and do it. Well, especially with Ahsoka show, because I mean, as you as yeah. you see, like they're getting ready. The Rebels are all gonna be live action with Ahsoka. Yeah. And Ahsoka, her character is put away and then brought back in Rebels. Yeah, and I've got to watch the last season of Clone Wars also because I haven't seen that either. So that's easy. It's actually good. So it won't be hard. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to actually do it. But no, seeing those whales, it, it made me happy because it was like a you know, big reference to to what's coming. I think it's kind of what they were trying to trying to like in a, trying to say in a little way. Plus, it made it you know live action in its own way, so that was cool. But no, so episode two it goes back to Tatooine, which you get that random Pelimoto, whatever the hell that character is. Yeah, I think yeah. that's her name. Yeah, Pelimoto, Pelimoto, Mati. Yeah, I was like, okay, I mean, I did yeah, like Pelimoto. the I liked and didn't like the fact that he goes and he gets R five. From the first movie, yeah, is it uh, supposed yeah. to be like the? Oh, it's R five. It's supposed to be the. Yeah, the red <laughs> one from New Hope that doesn't that breaks down on purpose because he knew R two R two D 2s mission. No, <laughs> no, that is not true. That is not true. That is some stupid shit someone made up after the fact. That is not true. God, that is the dumbest thing in the world. Who who did that? Who did that? It's is that actually canon? It sounds like a, it sounds like Legends canon to me. I feel like that was. I feel like that was it's, Legends. So. It sounds like bad fan fiction. <laughs> really bad. That's that, that just stupid. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, it was kind of cool because I mean, again, they make sure you know it's the same R five because later on there's a reference like, "Oh, we served during the rebellion." Sorry. Wait, what? The rebel pilot guy when he goes to the Mandalorians later in the season, he makes a comment. He's like, "I served with someone in your ranks in during the rebellion." And yeah, but that doesn't mean it's the R five from. No, but I'm pretty sure that's what someone told me. Let me see what that's the, the official says. line, at least. That's the yeah. That doesn't make. Uh, there's just so the thing is, it being an R5 unit is all the callback you need. Why on earth does it need to be the R5 unit that the Jawas tried to sell to the to to Owen? Everything must tie into each other. That's just that's that's dumb. That makes me angry. <laughs> I- it makes me legitimately angry because then why would that R5 unit have been in the rebellion? What about being sold by some Jawas means that it was in the rebellion? That's just it being an R5 unit was great. And the pilot being like I served of him in the rebellion was great because it humanizes the droid and it gives him a little bit of a backstory. But making it that R5 unit is just stupid. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I posted in the chat what the Wikipedia said. Astromech the, droid originally sold to Owen Lars and Tatooine in New Hope, which immediately malfunctions and replaced by R2-D2. The droid is currently owned by Dinja Jaren in hopes of exploring them. The, the bit about purposely blowing up his motivator to help R2-D2 was from the collectible card game. Star Wars. Okay. 
that so no longer one. canon. Right, so that's not canon. All right, good. Uh, oh the only God. what is canon is though that he's still around, you know, ten years <laughs> later and helping out the rebels. I mean, I'm kind of with. I mean, I did like, I did laugh at it, but I'm kind of with Carrie too. Like, why? I mean, this is a giant galaxy. Why couldn't it just been some just droid? Like, why does it be that droid? That's yeah. That's the problem with Star Wars. That's the problem with a lot of new properties in Star Wars. Everything must tie into something old. <laughs> I mean, it kind of can make sense. At least it's the same planet. But the rebellion part kind of got me because when they first say, when he says that later on, he's like, "Oh, I, one of you is part of you know I worked with during the during the rebellion." I thought for sure they were referencing God Sabine, which is from Rebels, who is a Mandalorian, who who was part, you know who is part of the rebellion. I thought for sure that's where they were going, and it turns out nope, they're talking about R five, and that kind of bugged me because Sabine would have made sense because mm-hmm. she is, I mean, she's a Mandalorian, she joins the rebellion, not exactly, you know, kind of just kind of happens, and you know, would have made sense, and she's gonna be in live action real soon. You know, okay. I actually the other day I was going through some stuff and I found this like set of star wars action figures i was going to get my son but he doesn't really like that stuff anymore so i took some of them and put them on my desk and i actually one of them is an r5 unit is sitting right here next to me (laughs) but i don't i don't think it's r5d4 it has like this little like triangle pattern like mouth looking thing on it i don't even know Mm -hmm. how to explain it like on the head (laughs) underneath the three little eyes it has like this row of like eight triangles green triangles and i don't know if that's supposed to be a special character or what it was in yeah. a bounty. It was in a pack of bounty hunters that included uh, that Trandoshian guy from Empire and IG88 and Boba Fett and Jango Fett. Huh. That's so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If it's an it's an R5 bounty hunter. But. Okay. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, they make enough freaking. Yeah, there's a lot of droid, but there's a lot of droid bounty hunters uh, in the comics. At it Dr. is R5. Afros. I just looked it up. It's R5P8. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm trying to think, episode two. I mean, because okay, they 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 made this go a lot faster than I thought it would. I thought okay, it's gonna be a whole season thing, like I kind of said earlier. And then he just he gets R five. He gives up on trying to get IG eleven working pretty quickly because they can't do what he wants, and he goes right to the mines. Yeah, I was surprised they went there pretty quickly. I thought it'd be at least another episode before they yeah. got Miller. Yeah, but it's pretty fast. I was also very confused with the mines. Like you know, he gets there, and then it isn't that long before he gets captured by that. Whatever the hell that creature was, that cyborg thing, cyborg spider. Yeah. Okay. Which I liked. That was at least a, that I was kind it was of cool. A, that was, I don't know how to describe it. Like a non-Star Wars design. It was kind of like uh, I don't know, kind of like a surreal. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't. I, like I, I kind of got a Jim Henson type vibe, like the Dark Crystal or something. I don't know. That's oh, fair. No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It kind of did have like it was just weird to me because like, and I did kind of laugh later on. It looked like it was trying to cook him, but I guess it was draining his blood or something for some reason. Yeah. It was. <laughs> It was unusual for a Star Wars thing because it was pretty, pretty, you know, pretty spooky. Yeah, spooky. I was going to say it's scary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it. I didn't, I wasn't, it, it surprised me that where they were going with it. Like the whole idea of having that creature capture him so that it defeated him. So then Bo-Katan could come and save him. Right. So then that way she can possess the Darksaber. Yeah. I it really it. didn't, it really didn't have anything to do. Like there was no greater purpose to the cyborg as far as I know, or the, uh, like the other creatures that are living there. On Mandalore. Just things for her to kill. Yeah, mutants yeah. or whatever they are. Yeah, I wasn't clear what what the their the uh, the thing the the other the living things are like the natives to the planet. Okay. okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. The other thing interesting with Mandalore is that the Great Purge. They talk a lot about it. A lot. It happens. I think it like uh, tw- it's about twenty years or it's about nineteen years before. Or no, is it shorter than that? I can't remember exactly when it's when it happened. I I was looking at it, but I feel like it was 
Damn it, I lost my. I feel like it happens ha- sometime before Yavin. Yeah, I was gonna say it happens like I thought it happens like right after the the uh, Order sixty six, like really close after that. I'm not I'm not sure though. But. Yeah, I don't know exactly. This, the internet will tell us. It says never been stated. It was during the Imperial era after the okay. Mandalorian Civil War. Understand. Was you search a great purge? Something else came up that was part of real history in the 1930s. But yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I heard, when the Great Purge happened, like 1930, I'm like, oh, that's not the one I'm looking for. Nope. <laughs> but it was cool that we get we get more context of what happened where Bo-Katan surrendered to Moff Gideon, and then he and he destroyed the planet anyway. Yeah, I thought that was cool. They, I don't think they said that in the second episode, did they? That's no, they say it later. But it was cool that it happened. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, I I know we have Mandalore in the... I thought we had Mandalore in the Rebels. Maybe it's just the Clone Wars that I'm thinking of that has Mandalore. Uh, I know there's a, 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 at least one or two... I think it's like a multi-episode arc in Clone Wars. Yeah. Where they introduced Bo-Katan in the first place. It was. It's cool. I mean, it's cool to see that the planet mm-hmm. like still existed and the whole idea. Like, oh, it's cursed and we can't go here. And then they're like, yep, yep. I mean, that's part of like what leads him here is he, he buys something from Jawas that apparently had something to do with Mandalore. Uh, the planet wasn't destroyed, I guess. That people had went down there since the bombing. Oh, yeah. But it's also cool that Moff Gideon is involved so much with that. Mm-hmm. It has a, him that he has did a base it. down there. <laughs> I did like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I wanted a year. I think someone told me of like 19 BBY I saw once, which is right around the time of Order 66. But well, it's fine. Wait. So so we were on the second episode. So she, she saves his life from that. And then she saves him again when he falls in the... Uh, in the water. Right. I kind of laughed at that part. Yeah. He, yeah. He just walks. Just, I thought something grabbed him for sure. I'm like, oh, they're yeah, going to do so a, a Dago. No, not what the hell. Are, what the hell are those creatures that you didn't like, Peter, in Dark Forces? <laughs> the Dianoga. Yes. That's what I thought for sure. It was Wait, the Dianoga. Isn't that the thing that is in the trash? The right. trash compactor? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting a Dianoga, not just that he, you know, he didn't watch his first step. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's very, it was very Dark Souls moment. For people that play Dark Souls, <laughs> that's the thing. And in, 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 in those games, is uh, when when you go in the water, there'll just all of a sudden be a drop off that's instant death, and you have to so you have to like tilt the camera up so you can see when the water gets dark. It's very <laughs> annoying. It's a thing throughout the entire series. I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. It's happened to me before. So yeah, it's happened to everyone. Every time you fight the Hydra, first time you fight the Hydra, uh-huh. you fall off. Yep. If you go too far, it's trying to run away from it. Yes. Oh, I need to replay Dark Souls. Definitely. So then episode three, they go back to the 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 man, the Mandalorian convert. Oh, but one last oh, thing in two, oh, where yes. she's a missile sore under, underwater. Yeah, that was cool. Right. Is that, I mean, that, yeah, I did like that. I was, I'm wondering where that, if that's going to go anywhere else later. But it was cool. There's some like, giant dragon just sleeping underwater, I guess. Yeah, I don't know where, where it could go, really, but it was cool. Have Mandalorian riding it into battles at some point. Yeah, have, have uh, yeah, have him ride it into the battle. Maybe Boba Fett will show up. He can ride that tune instead of just a Rancor, huh? There you go. Yeah, that'll be Boba Fett season two. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think we're ever getting at this point. No. <laughs> it's a strange idea that that's over with. But so, yeah, episode three, they go. Uh, episode three I, was one of my favorite episodes of the season because most of it was not having anything to do with the Mandalorian. Right. It's It was a bit... It's a bit of Andor in this show, and I'm sure it's it very Andor. Yeah, I don't know if it was intentional because it was. It must have been produced before then, but it had that you know hint of this is how the this is how the Republic works now, which is very and, good. and it's and it's and it's like it's good, but you can also see why people would like have issues with it. Right. Yeah, it was very very good. The idea of a you know imperial rehabilitation program is very intriguing, 
And I don't think as you know, outside of you know the the old EU books has never really been talked about. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, not not years. as far as I know. Yeah. Right. I think in the old EU they talked about a little bit with like what to do with all these people who used to be Imperials, but this is the oh, first yeah. time you really see it. I mean, in the old EU, eventually Admiral Dela becomes the commander of like all military forces in the Republic. So right, yeah, there's, yeah, it's the ultimate rehab. I there's guess. a little, there's a little bit more nuance to that, which and I like that they brought in, you know, a complicated thing because you would have to do, you have to do something with all these, you know, military people who are, you know, yeah. around and who surrendered, and it shows. It was, I thought it was very cool. Yeah, I, I liked it too. And we got a good look at Coruscant, like on the ground. I mean, not actual ground, but you know, yeah. the, the figurative ground. You did see like some ground. You saw the, the tip of a mountain. Oh yeah, I know that was so cool. I right. love that. I, I love that idea. <laughs> Me too. And that was like world building that you didn't need, but you just had it. That is a nice added flair, a nice added touch yeah. to the show. Yeah, it was great, and I really, I really like Aliyah Kane. Oh, was yes. that the actor? No, that's the name of the character. I don't remember oh. the actor's name. I don't know the actor's name. She's a She's a, uh, I think she's a, uh, I think she's a stunt woman. I don't remember. Okay. But no, it was just, it was kind of nice having an episode that was just different, but it also in the same time connected because it's all about Dr. Pershing, which is the doctor that had baby Yoda in the first season. Right. So, I mean, it was nice. Like it, it, it worked well and I really enjoyed seeing Coruscant. I enjoyed getting that story. That's like, this is what we're doing with the people, you know, and we're just trying to reinitiate them in, into society. And it's like, it all just makes sense. Yeah, it was. It made sense. It was less jarring than, say, Book of Boba Fett's sudden turn to to another topic, which didn't even acknowledge Boba Fett's story. Whereas this ties in, at least, to the yeah. Mandalorian, the show. Well, and it all worked really well. I mean, it made you like, I was really curious where this was going to go. And that was also one of people's complaints, too, I saw on YouTube. People were bitching about, like, this, this random, boring episode. Like, this is not, this is really good world building. No, there's a lot of tensions. There wasn't yeah. as much action, but there was a lot of tension, and you know, you didn't know where it was going. So, yeah, I don't know yeah, what the complaints are. I loved are. it. I loved it. It was. I, I think it really probably is my favorite episode of the season, honestly, because Andor's so good, and it just felt like, like I said, Andor. By the yeah. way, the act, the actress is Katie O'Brien, and she's not a stunt woman, but she is a martial art art. She's a martial arts expert, and yeah. actually, that's like her main profession is a martial arts instructor. And this episode also gives you a lot too. It shows you that you know, like she. You know, you you know, you kind of you see the camp that they go, you know, where the people are going to like these apartments. I should say not camp apartments where they're staying at and, you know, how they all go by different numbers. And like, you know, he's given a job, but he's not given a job that lets him fulfill his do what he wants to do. Right. And how he's or manipulated his, his potential at all. Like, in fact, his job is like very menial data entry. Yeah, right. It, in fact, it's, it's kind of it's funny because they have that. But they also they live in a universe where they have droids. Right. And, and and it kind of seems like any kind of menial like job like that would be com- done by droids. But in Star Wars, we have all sorts of like menial labor not being done by droids. Throughout Maybe it's this, like our throughout current the, life, where the yeah. AI makes art and we do menial labor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a much more uh, yeah, it's a much more less equal society than say like the Star Trek universe where yeah. you. Yeah. Would, you wouldn't have menial jobs like this, really, unless you really wanted to. But it's well, it's they, more they, like... they have those in Star Trek when they need them for the plot. I mean, yes, <laughs> like that episode of Voyager where it turns out in like the sixth season. Oh yeah, there's just this guy who lives in the bottom of the ship because his job is to monitor the deflector dish, and he doesn't interact with anyone. And that's the reason you've never seen him on the show is because he doesn't interact with anyone because he lives in the bottom of the ship working on the deflector dish. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. That was a deep cut. For yeah, that was a deep back. cut. You also referenced the worst, star, the worst Star Trek series. No, so. Oh, God. I beg to joke. You have to be joking. <laughs> I don't like Voyager. That's, in, that's a, for... in a world where Enterprise exists, you're going to oh. Voyager the worst Star Trek. Enterprise is great. Oh I will God. die on that hill. Oh, boy. Enterprise is getting <laughs> controversial. I really, I really actually like Enterprise. Like, I think it's a great show. I, well, I haven't seen all of it. I'll give you that. Well, re- remember, Mike, Mike did say Rise of Skywalker. What is that? His third favorite Star Wars movie? I, when, I, when I saw it in theaters, I cried tears of happiness. And I was like, wow, this is so good. I haven't seen it since. We'll, we'll discuss. Yeah, we'll discuss. Later this year, we're covering um, it. I'll say I, 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 I like Voyager, but it's it's my least favorite of the Star Trek that I like. But 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 no, anyway, no, but it, it's fine. Yeah, I know. I like the idea. It was very um, it felt very real. Just everything in episode three felt like very, very real. Right. Like this is the way it would actually be. This is how things would actually go. And then you like even out. like when they, they go to like the speech, he goes to the speech being given by the former uh, scientist. Yeah. Imperial scientist. That and was really it's like, cool too. yeah. It, so it wasn't, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember who did the person that was speaking. Uh, Dr. Was Pershing. It, oh, it was Dr. Pershing. It's Dr. Okay. Pershing. And then it's, there's a part where he's talking to whatever Mon Calamari's. And the guy's yeah. like, New Republic Empire, it's all the same. Like you just you can kind of get the idea these are just like delegates well, or just asshole rich assholes. We're gonna Yeah, rich home. assholes are rich assholes no matter who's in charge. It's, yeah, they don't give it, a shit. They're like, oh that, whatever, we don't care. That felt incredibly real. Yes. Yes, it did. I was like, that's exactly it. Like, you know that there were like wealthy, you know, the wealthy billionaire class was not affected at all by <laughs> no. by the Empire. They were fine with the Empire. They didn't complain about it. Any of that shit. You know they didn't. And it was cool to see. Like, this yeah. episode gives you so much. Like, seeing them have to, like, when, he, when they try to escape to get to the sh- the old ships to, you know, get his lab. So he can, you know. And he again, he's just trying to do good for the New Republic. And, you know, he's being manipulated. By, by continuing his Nazi science. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> he very much made me think of that. It was just very clearly like, oh, this is like, you know, well, I was a scientist for the Nazis. But, you know, I was doing good work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know they were the bad guys. I get that. But I mean, I was doing good work, you know. That's how it's better with my, you know, like controversial genetic engineering cloning. Uh, when when they get when he gets captured near the end and, and she, they just ignore that she's there. I, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And he's like, wait a second. Wait, what's going on here? And he realized that it was oh, all fake. They put him in like the the brain reprogrammer thing. And, one. and she she turns it up to 11. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's seven. dead. Yeah. Or he's, he's dead. you know, his or, mind is, or his mind is gone, or something. Yeah, we're not gonna. Yeah. I, I feel like we're he's not gonna bright. see him again. No, right. I don't think we're. But it was cool. I, yeah. I, I got a kick out of it. I was like, okay, this was just a really good episode. And yeah. then is this what is the the next one? Which one opens up with the kid? Was that the was that? Oh, that was the first one, wasn't it? That opens up with the kid, the random kid. Yep. Yeah, but they they come back to that in the fourth episode. Okay, yeah. and they could they go back to the planet, and this is. Goku wins a training match, and I have to say, it doesn't look good. <laughs> They're clearly just throwing this puppet <laughs> in the air. <laughs> it's 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 not it's not good, <laughs> but it's fine. But it's not good. No, this episode was okay. This is the one where he gets captured. Oh yeah, this is the whole thing with the raptor, where the yeah, the kid gets where, captured by a big. Oh, bird. I, I like the episode. I just thought the stuff with. Grogu like leaping around where it just looks it really reminds me of like on Sesame Street when <laughs> Grover would do stuff on Sesame Street. <laughs> it's just it doesn't look good. Don't do it. Like Grogu doesn't need to be in action scenes. 
No. If he's, I mean, other than, you know, you know, using the force, you know, to like move things or controlling his, uh, battle his uh, assassin droid or whatever it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, um, but no, I thought it was a good episode. I liked, I liked Bo-Katan, you know, becoming the hero and gaining the respect of the, what's his name? Well, the whole, well, Paz Viz- Vizsla or Vazla. Viz- I think his name. Oh, I do not remember their names. The heavy gunner. Big, he- big heavy gunner guy. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I drew I drew him after season one during season when he showed up in season one. I did a drawing of him. I was like, I really like this, like up on the wall somewhere. He's also related to one of the villains in Clone No, Wars. he's not. No, no, he's not. He's just a person. He's just a character in the show. He doesn't have to be related. That visible, his name is the same last name. <laughs> Damn it. Can't people have the same I, last I also name? I also liked uh, Grogu having he has the flashback. To um, when he's oh, uh, that's rescued. This episode? That's in season. Four. That's in episode four. Yeah. Okay. There's there's a version of this that I found online where someone takes the scene and yes, puts to hold out for a hero. And it's yes. perfect. Yes, it was. It, it was exactly what I thought about. I was just like, it's holding out for a hero. That I love that video. And I and I, when I watched the real version, I'm like, this needs the song. It wasn't the same without the song. Yeah. <laughs> like but it's with, a good scene. With, like, it was very cool. Or something, you know. But I don't. After I saw the, you know, the fan take where they put that I need a hero in the background, I'm like, damn it, it's not. It, I want the real episode to have that, even though as stupid as it would be, Jar, it'd be great. Yeah, and it was. Uh, he was played by Ahmed Best, who is Jar Jar Binks. That was awesome when I saw that. Yeah, really good for him. Yeah, that was Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar, 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 Jar saved Grogu. You know what? <laughs> I should have known that. I should have figured that out. But now I see it. I only know it because of Facebook and the internet told me. But yeah, yeah. I must have missed that. Same, I do like same. the fact that we get to see how he escaped and everything. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. It was just a really good scene too. Like you it see was. all these different Jedi's trying to help him, and they all just get murdered one by one. Yeah. Until Ahmed just picks up like, and the way you first see, just picks up somebody's lightsaber from another Jedi got killed. Oh, that was great. And then like the ship he gets on is a Naboo Star Cruiser. Well, I, I yep. think Naboo. Um, yeah, Yeah, it was. He was rescued by. Uh, Nabu's the Nabu uh, armed forces. Like, I felt bad for them because they're all dead. <laughs> like you're like, oh, they're fucked. Oh, are they? Is that so? Does that happen in uh, Rebels? No, no. But I mean, just like you know, in that part when you see them get on the ship, like those phone troopers aren't going to stop shooting. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh, they're all dead. No, I don't know. Not I don't think Nabu ever mentioned the Rebels or anything. I'm curious what happened with Nabu. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Palpatine just destroyed it just because. Yeah. <laughs> no, Palpatine has his vacation home. That's where he, you know, he visits his childhood home, and his mom is there. You know, she's like two hundred years uh-huh. old. He's like, "Mom, yeah. I'm the emperor. <laughs> I want to get rid of my toys." She keeps like trying to get him to. to he, she keeps like serving him like traditional Nabu food. Like, you need to eat more. You don't eat enough, <laughs> mom. <laughs> <laughs> Look what they did to me, mom. I'm trying to try. Trying to run the empire here. <laughs> that's that's something robot chicken would do but yes it is but no i was just it was just cool oh, like I'm, I'm sorry uh i looked it up it was the priority target of operation cinder a protocol no, that uh, the emperor put through to uh destroy <laughs> imperial worlds it's number one on his list like all right first thing we're gonna do is destroy Naboo. why don't ask my mother yeah. was there yeah. uh but it was uh it, it ended up being saved Oh, it did. Oh, when you knew the target of Operation Cinder, you just assume that something bad happens. But <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was supposed to be, but it was saved by Bail Organa and Queen Sosha. 
and uh, <laughs> spared for ruin and went on to become a member of the successor state to the Alliance, the New Republic. Decades later, the planet would again fight against tyranny, rising up against the military junta of the First Order during its war with Organa's resistance. Hmm. I don't know where all of this is supposed to, this information is coming from, but... I got nothing. It looks like a lot of it is in the Lego Star Wars adventures. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what would have talked about it. Like, it's, I don't think it was mentioned in any of the old EU that was post prequel stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, I just, Every, I'm looking at all the, uh, oh, I'm looking at non canon. Okay. No, it's all in, uh, it looks like comic. The High Republic. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, the High Republic novels. Okay. So it's not comics, it's novels. Never read that are, that are, they are canon. Okay, that's okay. cool. Though. They're 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 public. They're they're like in the last couple of years. Yeah, they're not that. I've seen them at Walmart when I go there. It's twenty twenty two. Oh, some new stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll read these. But yeah, just seeing Amon Best, like it was just so cool. And I guess he's gonna. They were talking about having him back again and having more flashbacks or something, or maybe yeah, just having him survive. Cool. That would be cool. Because yeah, apparently, you know, all the Jedi survived somehow. There was a lot of survived, even though like I, I would Pop- not. I, I think it'd be best if he's dead, but like some more flashbacks of Grogu could be good. Or I mean, probably one more in season. Yeah, I mean, because you need you could you could do a little bit more because you you know in the end you see them fly off and leave Coruscant, but you don't know what happened. Right? Yeah. Does now does um does the Jedi survive or does he get Grogu on the ship and then stay behind? I don't remember. He gets on the ship and flies him out. Oh, okay. Well, cool. So then, yeah. We could definitely see him show up again in season four. Or heck, he may be in Ahsoka. He may have survived and be in the Ahsoka series. Or maybe yeah. a flashback in the Ahsoka series. There's so much they can do, really, honestly. Yeah, and there's going to be more stuff with it. But also during, in this episode, this is when you have them, after they go get the raptors, I kind of laugh when you have the whole part when they go and bring back, they bring back the, the, the raptors' kids. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was I'm pretty sure that's food. They did I'm pretty sure those other like guys they, got cooked. Yeah. I would say they did not look like they would fit inside her ship either. No. And then they, they did. I was like, man, that ship is bigger than it looks. Because like later on when they had the big like barbecue, I swear that's what's on the on the grill. Yeah, it, it, that would make sense. <laughs> I'm like, no, not little birdies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought like, oh, I brought you some foundlings. <laughs> it should have been like, here, I brought you breakfast. <laughs> so I want to see them get trained. Like, you know, they get, they get flying mounts, not food. But eh, who knows? Yeah. So then, then oh, go ahead. Episode yeah. five is the whole pirate one. Yeah, it brings us back to the we get to, to get we get the pirate again. We get mm-hmm. uh, we get to go back to Navarro, and you get in their cameo in the bar when you have the New Republic officer who's Grief Karg is trying to enlist for help. The 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 random alien that he talks to in the bar that's that's from he's also from Rebels. Okay, okay. That I, I mean he serves no purpose in this episode other than to be there just to be like, oh look, he's live action. He survived. Uh, so yeah, is he's, it... he's one of the rebels. So is this the this is the episode where with the the the, the uh, imperial pilot X wing pilot comes back or is that yes. the next one? No, that's this one. We double check. Yeah, because Karga's asking for help, and then I think this is Colonel Tuttle. Colonel Tuttle's the one that's like indifferent to it. Like he's the one who, who's like, ah, we don't have time for that. You should have joined the Republic. Yeah. Oh, he's played by um uh, what's Tim Meadows. Name? Tim Meadows. Yes, from Saturday Night Live. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Oh, he was he was great. He was great. It's just like that. Yeah, sorry, nothing we can do. You know, this is how it is. Right. Yeah. This he was whole, the most perfect casting. This whole season is very much like, oh, I, there's an actor who wants to be in Star Wars and he's a famous comedian. And let's get him into the show because there, oh, there yeah. are more actors coming up who are definitely like, I want to be. Oh, in yeah, Star Wars. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if I was an actor. I would want to be in Star Wars. I would I be in Star Wars for free. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't care what I play, but 
It's like how yeah. in Force Awakens, like a bunch of random uh, famous actors were stormtroopers. Right. Like Daniel yeah. Craig. Daniel yeah, Daniel Craig. Craig and, I think um, Prince Harry was in. Kevin, uh, yeah, Kevin Smith, Prince Harry. Yeah. I mean, I I would be too. So I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame. I don't blame him. him. I don't blame him. Tim Meadows was great casting for that right. position, and again, felt very real. Tiva, that's the per- Carson Tiva. So I'm yeah. thinking of. Because this, yeah, because you have him going. This is when he ends up then leads to get the Mandalorians and tells them like Grief Cargan needs help. Yeah, and, and when he all... shows up to the covert, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're gonna get shot. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're ready to kill him. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like that character a lot. I like that actor. I don't. I, I don't, this. I don't yeah. know the actor and anything else, but I older, enjoyed him. Older Asian man. I, I don't know what he's 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 famous, but I don't know who he is. He's not a, that famous, but. I'm not sure what his name is. His name is Paul Sung Hain, Canadian actor and television host. He's best known for his roles as Randy Cole in the soap opera Train 48 and as family patriarch Appa in the play Kim's Convenience. Oh, okay. I've seen that. That'd be nothing to me, but. Okay, no. I I, I don't really watch that, but I know who it is. Oh, okay. He's been Uh, on a lot of different TV shows. Yeah, I I like him, but I I like him a lot. Um, He's very affable. I like, I just like the whole thing. I like the. There's like a little like the airbase, little like remote airbase where like the pilots and they have like the little officers bar they hang out in. Right. It just it felt very I don't know. It just it, it again it felt real. It felt like really like yeah. a real thing. More know? world building. Yeah, it works well. It's good good world building. You know, and like, the whole idea like seeing how the new republic's like, yeah, we can't go help this planet. They didn't sign the you know treaty. They're not part. They're not part of the you know our of the alliance. It's realistic. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you know like. It's not like NATO goes around and like helps out random countries that didn't join NATO and things like that. Well, you know, except for when they do, but still. It's not like, yeah. Well, it's not like, you know, Burma's like, please, NATO, help us. And they're like, no, sorry. Yeah. Not, does it matter? You don't matter to us. Yeah. And then I mean, they're like, the Republic can't go around, you know, helping everyone. We're just, I think, doesn't he, Colonel Tuttle, say like, we're just, I don't know, we're just becoming uh, I don't know, we don't have enough resources or something. Anyway. Yeah, we're yeah, just becoming yeah, the I government mean, yeah. and we're still yeah, we not. Like they talk about earlier, how they're still they still haven't put away the rebel fleet. They're right. still you know they're working on decommissioning all the imperial stuff. Like they're you know they're still trying to figure all this out. Right. It's it's good world building. It really is. It kind of just shows you also like the new republic really doesn't have it together, yet. which makes sense. I mean, it's only been I think five years or so, or maybe longer after Return of the Jedi. I mean, it's it's not very it's, long. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's def- it's it maybe less than a decade after less than a decade after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah but, and I'm assuming, like, you know, even after they threw the Emperor off, that wasn't the end of the war, I don't think. Yeah. Well, we'll see that in the coming episode. I'll have something to say about that. Okay. Because yeah. that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming that the war is still definitely go, went on for a while. In the, uh, I don't know what the new canon is. In the old canon, you know, there was still the Empire for at least several years afterwards. And then it dissolved, devolved into warlords. And I right. have no idea if that's what the new canon became. But that, I that, feel it like, seems like it seems like that's what happened. But, you know, when you watch the uh, the sequel movies, it's like the New Republic never existed, though. Yeah, like. I will have things to say about that as well when we get there. <laughs> it's very unclear what the situation is just by watching if you have watched only the movies. So, yeah, exactly. I, I, I really I, I would rather that they just make the sequels, the sequel movies non-canon. <laughs> And I don't mean that because I don't I don't hate them. I mean, I do hate Rise of Skywalker, but I like I like Force Awakens a lot, actually. And I like The Last Jedi to an extent. But I think that it's better for the series to be able to grow and do stuff if those don't count, because they they just the new the, the first order and 
the state of the alliance and all that and those just makes it makes it feel like the original trilogy didn't matter honestly. yeah that's fair it's like why did it matter that we beat the emperor if there's just gonna be the first order instead and nothing changed nothing got better now, that was one of my complaints too with the movies back then i remember being like just confused like i want to know more like i you know i mean i know there's more stuff now has been explained yeah. but in the movie, they didn't point any of that shit. There's there's a lot of stupid shit in the books that are no longer canon, but they did <laughs> do a they overall they did a good job of setting up what happened, like in in general. You know, I felt like yeah, with it after I, where you you get the new republic, but the new republic is also going to be dysfunctional because government is dysfunctional and it's a huge multi you know it's a it's a gigantic you know intergalactic or intragalactic government you know so it makes sense that it's going to be there's going to be problems and there's going to be warlords and there's going to be rural areas that aren't in control. It all made a lot of sense. And that's what Mandalorian seems to be going with. Yeah. I do. I do like that. Uh, it's kind of, it's more or less, it's very similar to that situation in the Mandalorian. Where, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's exactly. unclear. There are parts of the, and this episode perfectly like, well, the Republic can't be everywhere. So yeah, I, I did legitimately, like. I mean, if they didn't join the Republic, then they shouldn't expect the Republic to, to protect them, honestly. Right. Does the Federation help non Federation worlds if they, you know? Yes. You know? No, like ask the Maquis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good point. Yeah. Ask the Maquis what happens when you're outside the Federation's borders. I hope yeah. the Federation does help planets sometimes that are outside its borders. I mean, the, depending when the on plot the plot requires it. Yeah. The plot requires yeah. It. Good point. Uh, I like the, uh, I like this, um, in this episode, I like the space, I like the aerial battle stuff. They're starting yeah. to do in this show, I don't know what the camera movement is called, where the or it's look at like the camera is on the ship and it's following. Yes. Yeah. I, that was from like Interstellar. They did that and they, they did it a few times. But I like that. I like that. I like camera. it a lot. It's a nice like camera it. trick. So appreciated that. Everything was good with like the ground combat, too. And the, like, yeah. that was that was fun to see the Mandalorian just kick ass like all of them. Yeah, just Unreal, Unreal Engine 5. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing it was good. good. It was good stuff seeing them fight pirates. Yeah, I liked it. I like this whole episode. I couldn't help but get a little. If you remember Star Fox sixty four with all the different fighter pilots that are oh, like haunting yeah. <laughs> the others, I got that from the space pirates people, and I don't think it was a criticism, but just like, oh, this is just like you know all those animal aliens. You know, nice one, Fox. It's fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, you they do have like different like animal aliens that are around, if I remember correctly. <laughs> right. You see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just because they had that cockpit shot where you see you see the person in the cockpit. It just reminded me of Starfire. Pretty great. Just, one, of was, one of them was speaking lilac speak. Just <laughs> <laughs> Peter wanted somebody to go, Manuel, do a barrel roll. I mean, <laughs> that would have instantly brought this to the best Star Wars property in existence. It, 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 that The internet would have exploded. That would have been amazing. <laughs> it was just a fun episode. It, it, it's fun. Yeah. It was just fun to see action. And the in the Mandalorian covert now they have like official land. Yeah, yeah. And this is go. also the episode when so Boca after Bo-Katan went you know swimming swimming after Mando and then she takes off her helmet and this I like how pissed they all get even though armor tells her to do it and they're like she took off her helmet fucking assholes yeah <laughs> religious zealots yeah calm down calm down <laughs> she's like she walks both worlds I'm. I still want to know more about the armor, like who she is exactly. But I guess she's just the leader of this covert. Yeah. But no, it's cool. I mean, I, I like where they were going. Where they're like, okay, you know, they're leading. Like, okay, now she's going to go and get the other Mandalorians to join. So they can all work mm. together. And episode six of this season, a lot of people bitch about this episode. Oh, no. Before we get there, the, the ending of episode five is when you find the, sh- the Imperial shuttle Moff that was Gideon. transporting Moff Gideon. Right. Yeah. 
Which I think we all knew was going to happen. I think they set yeah. it up at the bare beginning, like his transport disappeared or something like that. Yeah, they said it in uh, episode three. I think the one that the one with the with Doctor Pershing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and then you um, have the weird part where it's like, oh, there's Beskar in here. The Mandalorians, you know, mm-hmm. to make you think that the Mandalorians were, I guess, working with him or something. Yeah, uh, even though he destroyed their planet and killed them all. But yeah, you know. Okay, so episode six. <laughs> Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, mm-hmm. who I liked her episode in season one. I can't remember which episode she did in season two. Yeah, no, I I thought this was awful. <laughs> I really like this episode. Incredibly jarring stunt casting. Like, there's the most jarring stunt casting. Like, <laughs> you've got freaking Doc Brown <laughs> and Tenacious D and fucking Lizzo. Like three people who could not possibly stick out. Like who could stick out more in an episode of a Star Wars show than those three actors? To be fair, I had no idea that was Lizzo or who Lizzo was during this episode. So I was like, okay, okay but well, everyone that's plugged into pop culture though <laughs> knows that it was Lizzo. <laughs> yes, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I actually like admire Lizzo as a person a lot. I don't like her music, but I am. Um, I really like loved when she uh, played. Uh, Got the the flute. J- yeah, James Monroe's flute. Yeah, J- yeah. Which played James. I was trying to think which former president's flute it was. I was like, you know, just a you know this this very polarizing black woman who is a virtuoso who plays multiple instruments playing a crystal flute owned by a famous slave owner who built this country is just wonderful poetic justice. <laughs> I was just like, just you know, like I loved like a tweet was like, you know, next that you like. I hope she digs up Thomas Jefferson's corpse and plays his, uh, his rib cage like a xylophone. <laughs> you know, fuck James Madison, and that's awesome. But did I say James? I think I said James Monroe. But it was James Madison. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, they were, they were both president. <laughs> Monroe was Mad- Madison's um, Secretary of State. I think it's but safe anyway, to say they were all almost all those people were shitheads. So. Yes. <laughs> But but so I, I admire her as a person and all that and um, her music isn't my thing but it's it's not I don't think it's bad or something but she just freaking sticks out like a sore thumb in this she just and 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 Jack Black Jack Black does just oh, yeah. and and then I'm my my mind is blanking on Doc Brown Christopher Lloyd Christopher Christopher Lloyd yeah they I just, laugh when he when I saw it I'm like ah when he showed all, up all three of them it's just like it's 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 one of those things it's like every actor should be able to work and get jobs. But there's just certain actors, you know, you can't be in Star Wars. I'm sorry, no. Wait, he's I, in Star Trek? It, it's Star the same Trek? as what I said with the Bad Batch when they had Wanda Sykes voicing a character in season two of Bad Batch. It's like that voice does not belong in Star Wars. It just sounds off Yeah, I, I, I agree with you about two of these. I think I think Christopher Lloyd could be in Star Wars. However, I feel like he's wasted in this role. I don't oh, think. yeah. Because he doesn't, he just kind of sits at the computer the whole time, and he stands up one point. And I get that he's eighty years old, so maybe. But he, I feel like he could do a much better, like I don't know what imperial officer or like you know high priest or something. He could be in a much more interesting role in Star Wars. Yes, yes, I, I, I agree. Has, and yeah, and Jack Black could could voice an alien, and Lizzo right. could voice an alien or something. But they're just too recognizable to me. All yeah. three of them are just way too recognizable. Yeah, I saw Jack Black. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> is this really am I really seeing this? I didn't yeah. think it was terrible. I don't think I had the same reaction that you did, Carrie. 
But at the yeah. same time, it put me out of the. It definitely put me out of that. Yeah, no, it wasn't terrible. It was just silly, and it was like it sticks out in the middle of a good season. This episode just kind of sticks out like the first episode. I think maybe because you know they're intentionally funny and it's supposed to be humorous, so you automatically. Yeah. That, that is what it is. It, it yeah. was a fun little episode. I didn't. The, I, I, I want to take it back. I actually f- thought it was funny, and I didn't right. dislike the episode. It just. It was like. It was like it was diverting me from the show. It was like right. We're, yeah. We have this cool show, and then we have to take a break from the cool show to have a silly episode. Well, that's because like, have a silly episode. Dark as hell after this, though. For the last two. I think that's yeah. partly why they have this episode the way it is. Like, this is very much like a mystery episode, like where they're, you know, they're just investigating how droids are going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I, I thought it was funny. They go to the droid bar. Right. And it's called the Resistor. <laughs> I, I love the droid bar just because they have, yeah. I'm sure there's a, I want to read a breakdown of where all those droids are from. Cause I'm sure they, they got went all sorts of sources for those droids. I'm sure they like yeah. back to like some Marvel comic from 1978 or something, you know? I'm sure they did. Yeah. And so I like the like the diversity of that bar, you know. I like it. I, li- I like a I like a Star Wars bar in general. Yeah. Oh, and there's a uh, R2 Cantina or it's Maz's place, whatever. I like a Star Wars bar. There also like an R2 unit in the background that looked just like R2D2. That made me laugh. Yeah. Oh. And it was just, you know, just I mean, made just another R2 droid. Just, it should it have been like... serving drinks. That would have been perfect. Right. Yeah, that would have <laughs> little been. Little R2 unit with the little drink tray going around serving <laughs> drinks. I did like that we get to see battle droids are just working as just security. Just, yeah, yeah. Just kind of like moving things around. And I like oh, how right, right. Yeah. Up. We're, yeah. The, ba- the, ba- the super battle droids are being used. <laughs> He's just kicking them. Like you see people kick the Boston dynamics dogs all the time, you know, in the videos <laughs> right. to show that they can like get back up. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I, I, you know, I take it back and I'm thinking about it now. I did like this episode. I just didn't like those three people in it. Right. It is jarring. I mean, yeah. you're not wrong to have these actors playing, you know, not like alien characters where it's like, like where Star Trek, a lot of them would have big actors, but they would put them in costumes. So you didn't know it was them. Yeah. Like, and and, well, and, and, ha- and having Lizzo like, you know, want a whole baby Yoda and stuff. <laughs> right. It's, just, it's like, oh, OK, but but no, the episode itself was good. Come to think of it. Yeah. Uh, though I have to say it was obvious from the second he stepped on screen that Christopher Lloyd was the villain. I didn't see it coming. Oh, okay. And I don't know if oh, it's... Never mind. <laughs> I think it's... Well, I mean, it doesn't mean I just... I just put it... I just did not see it coming. You think Judge like, Doom was... Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, he was more Judge Doom than than, than uh, Doc Brown. In this. I was yeah. convinced they revealed him to be a secret, dro- secret droid or something, but... Oh, that would have been great. He's secretly <laughs> was... a droid, and he hates, he hates other droids because he's a self-hating droid. That's that's too nuanced, maybe, for, for this episode, at least. Oh. And I don't remember, this is the episode where the episode before this, where it has like a brief little scene of the Mandalorians being bounty hunters, where they go after the, the couple, the Mon, Cal- Mon Calamari and the squid, squid Lady, for a brief scene to be like, oh, I thought the Mandalorian were honorable. We are. You just got to pay us. Oh. Or something like that. Doesn't. Yes. I think. That was kind of, that was all right. It was yes, kind of interesting. I think so. Scene. But think, like, this is also the end be. of this episode. You have the duel where Bo-Katan fights the, the guy that was in, that's with her in the first season when you see the three Axe, Mandalorians. Axe, Wo- Axe Woves or Axe Woves. I thought he died His at the end of Axe. this season, but he did not when I rewatched Oh, he it. didn't die? No, oh, he's in, he's in the last scene. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I thought I liked his arc because I thought he was going to become bad. Same. He didn't. It was cool. Yeah, I like I like their duel. She, yeah, I like Katie Sackhoff a lot. She's a good physical actor. She's good in fight scenes. I don't and know that, if you watched uh, 
Battlestar Galactica, but not yet, unfortunately. She she, she, she has uh, a lot of she does a lot of fighting in Battlestar Galactica. I know she's, Peter she's told good. me she looks believable in it. I should watch it, but I don't think it's streaming anywhere that I currently it's on have. Peacock. It's on Peacock. Oh, I don't Peacock's have Peacock. five five dollars a month. I've, I've been I've had I just it's it's insidious because it's five dollars a month, and so I don't think about it. I haven't watched Peacock in like four months. They're okay with that. Yeah, it's a really good show uh, for most of it, and you know, yeah. If you happen, you know, sometimes you see those DVDs for bargains somewhere. So, like, oh yeah, you could just do that. I mean, like literally, you could subscribe to Peacock for two months and watch the, or one month and watch the whole series. It's not that long. But now it's our turn to recommend you watch something, Mike. So that's actually the, that's actually why I got Peacock was to watch that show. Oh, nice. I know I need to. I I started it once when Netflix had it a long, long ass time ago, and right. they, they took it off, and I never fin and I never got. I, it I actually didn't finish it. I'm on the last. I'm on the last season, and I just I put it down like four months ago and forgot about it. I need to get back to it. But it's it's good. But anyway, she's. Um, I would say the main character of the show. The mo- uh, she's probably yeah. probably the most important of the major characters, and or the the one that gets the most perspective time. And she, uh, yeah, she gets in a lot of she gets in a lot of. Uh, a lot of brawls and that she's, she's, uh, she's good. She's very good at that kind of physical acting. I think she's good on it. I think uh, possibly also partly because she's really tall. Oh, is she? I guess. Yeah. I, I think, I think she's really tall. She looks really, she's in, um, she had this bad show on Netflix that, that I liked called another life. <laughs> it was, it was bad, but I, I appreciated it. Like I thought it was trying interesting stuff. And she just, uh, it stands out how tall she is in that. So I was thinking she's, but she may not be, but, but anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, then we get the last two episodes, and yeah, you're right. It, it's dark, but it's it's good stuff. I really yeah. enjoyed the last two. When I rewatched these, I'm like, damn, this is just good. Both so, of them are just really good. Yeah, I like the little cabal warlords getting together yeah. and discussing. So this like, is where the little shadow. Oh, it's literally called the Shadow Council. I was yeah, about to call it the Shadow Council, and I looked it up. This what it's called. Yes. I mean, when I like a good cabal. This is where I geeked out a bit because it does bring in the old EU. It has yeah. Captain Pelion in there, who was Admiral, who was Grand Admiral Thrawn's number two guy from the from the Timothy Zahn books. Oh, yeah. I should have caught that. And he's he the one also who, he's the one who's like talking about Thrawn. I think. Yeah, ex- yeah. He was a Thrawn. He's like Thrawn's number two, and I assume he'll be in you know Ahsoka or whatever. But yeah. he also shows up in. He survives the Timothy Zahn books, and he he's like the lead Imperial guy for the rest of the old eu like he's in charge of the remnants and he i was gonna say yeah oh go ahead go ahead in the old eu he eventually surrenders and joins the alliance because he's like it's the honorable thing to do Um, (laughs) but but he's he was he's somebody they brought over so i appreciated that they they brought that character back i like when they bring in things from the old eu a lot yeah because yeah yeah i I remember captain paleon from uh he's in the isn't he kind of like a foil to admiral dela in the uh jedi academy trilogy yeah, he's all he's like the rational guy. Whenever they get a crazy imperial leader, he's like the guy who's saying, Maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we shouldn't build another Death Star or something. Yeah. Like, no. Maybe we go. shouldn't build a ship that can blow up suns. Yeah. That's a bad idea. <laughs> he's always the guy who does that. So that's why he survives. <laughs> it was <laughs> cool. What was that thing called the Sun Crusher. The Sun yeah. Crusher. <laughs> there was a lot of cool like stuff that shout console. And there's like I think there's I don't remember if that's the guy, but someone's like, Thrawn is coming, Thrawn is coming, but we have to keep it quiet. I love yeah. I like yeah. that too a lot. No, that, I don't think I, he. I, think that was, I don't think he's the guy. I think no, it was another uh, Bre- is uh, Hux. Oh, oh, that yes. made me happy when they Hux, when they yes. called him Hux. I'm like ah, because you know the first sense. Empire. 
I mean, it makes sense that General that General Hux would be like a nepo baby, basically. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to remember who is who is Hux again? Domino Gleason, the uh, oh right, right in the in the in the sequels. Yeah, in the sequels. Yeah. You tried to block that that's, out, didn't you, Carrie? That's what I was thinking. No, that's he, what I he, was thinking. That's what I was he, thinking. But then you said the first Empire, and I was like, First Empire, what is that? <laughs> You're talking about the First Order. I get it now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hux is the one that's uh, constantly just getting cucked by uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or, or big time, I should say. But I, I did like how I think they mentioned he's like something. I think it's Moff Gideon says, "Oh yeah, but cloning is your thing, Hux, or something about that." And I mean, yeah, laugh. I don't like, do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to make that movie out. make more yeah, sense. Does. Again, like, they're no, setting up. They're, they're finally realizing we probably should see some stuff for the sequels in here because these shows are very prequel heavy. So this season is finally like, let's introduce some stuff from the sequels. Yeah, but I but I like that he he claims that, but then we find out no, he's he's very much into that. That we already knew that because that's right. why he's been going after Grogu. Yeah, exactly. We learned that in was that season one where they went to the place and they found uh, Pershing was working. I it was think the, so. it was the it was the the, the second um, no season two, isn't it? No season one. It's, it's the season second one episode. When they go to the it's lab the second. Again. It's the second Cara Dune episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Where they have the they have the 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 speeder race and they go like down the side of the the cliff and all that. Yeah. But yeah, no, also I, thought when, that, I thought that whole episode was really cool. Yeah, this we is get, also when he gets the or Baby Yoda Grogu gets the the IG droid where he's able to ride in it like a little mech for yeah. two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Just fun. Oh, I love that. That's fun. That's fun stuff. It, it, yeah, that was, it was it. silly, but it's silly fun. Yes, yes. No, no, this isn't I mean, working. You know, yes, yes, yes. They gave Grogu a new gimmick this season, and I think everybody loved it who was Grogu fan. So, yeah, to say it was the wrong move. Yeah, exactly. And then and you also I, see I love... that Imperial woman from earlier, according to Moff Gideon, why she's on Coruscant in a back alley. Yeah, the one like, I was talking about earlier. Yeah, the one you liked. Kane. Yeah, Kane, Kane. I like yeah. that. I thought that was cool too when you find out, yep, she's still working for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we knew she was because she killed uh, Pershing. Yeah. So, but yeah, and and, and then my my uh, I thought it was really, the the Beskar stormtroopers was cool. <laughs> oh, that whole lead up when they get down there, they're like, "It's Mandalorians." She's like, "Those aren't Mandalorians." Yeah. <laughs> that was really cool, but I like that idea. Like that makes sense because Moff Gideon is like clearly like I like the whole concept of like that he hates the Mandalorians, but he wants to be one. You it know? makes a lot of sense. It yeah. does. Yeah. It, it's like, I think that's like, I like that. I, that idea for his character a lot. Like that's why he was like, so like harsh on the Mandalorians. That's why he's, he's like collecting Beskar. Now we know why he's collecting Beskar. Cause I thought in season two, it was that it was going to turn out that his, like those like black droids, the dark, of his, the dark trooper, is that what they're called? The, the black yeah, dark droids. Troopers. Yeah. I thought those were made out of Beskar and then Luke Skywalker chops through them like nothing so they're obviously not made out of beskar but now we know what he's been doing with all that beskar god that 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 is still one of the best freaking scenes ever it is but yeah Ugh. so the beskar enhanced stormtrooper is very cool i love that like flying around with little jetpacks but they're not as good at it at as the mandalorians and the mandalorians are just they're they're outnumbered and they're having to run but they're just like just beating the shit out of these stormtroopers like they kill so many of them Mm-hmm. They are so good at it. They're just like like Katie Sackoff, like Bo Katan is just run around just like putting her pistol into their like armpits and shooting them, putting it into <laughs> the neck joints, like just massacring these stormtroopers. It's great. Because you know who the weaknesses are. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that that uh Beskar's not gonna save you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you 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 know, y'all y'all have adopted the Beskar, we were born to it, you know. 
And during this, the Shadow Console thing, you also had the part where Moff Gideon asked for Praetorian guards, the red guys from Last yeah. Jedi. Yeah, which I was like, okay, I'm curious to see where this is gonna go. Like, you know, when I when I when I heard that part when he says that, and he's like, oh, and I, you know, I need more bombers too. And I thought that I liked all that because again, it <laughs> referenced the bombers and stuff that they destroyed earlier in one of the earlier episodes that Mando and Bo-Katan take care of. Right. Yeah. And Praetorian guards, those are aren't those the the red guys that that are hanging out in Return of the Jedi, or are those like, called uh, something else? They're like an up, uh, I guess they're a quote unquote cooler version of those. Like, uh, oh, they're the but they are. Version. The sequel version of the. So what were those just called Imperial Guards? They were the toy called them Royal yes. Guards. I can They're tell you Royal that. Guards. Yeah. Royal Guards. That's what it is. Because okay. I had the toys. Yes. Yeah. That's what and I was going to say. Only the toys. Yeah. And then of course in the sequels they just upgraded them for the new generation. So that's what they were. So now they they have like chain whips and stuff. Right. And jump around aimlessly in the background <laughs> of fight scenes. Right, exactly. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, they tell you what the point of them is because, like, it's during this when when they're like, "You're scared of being assassinated." Are you? Oh, you're scared of being assassinated, Moff Gideon? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and well, you also have the, like sense. the part where they find the oh, right before that you have where they find the the Mandalorian that were just on like a freaking ship just traveling across the planet. Yeah, it's like a little like skiff, and it made me think of it made me think of uh, of of um, Waterworld. Oh. oh. Yeah, the way the way the ship was like designed and dressed and everything it made me think of that, or maybe think of, there's something else I'm trying to think of with people that have like a little like sand skiff with like a big sail and they Return sail of the Jedi? No, no, it's something else. Not not Star Wars at all. Some other. Was it? Like, uh, you think of Treasure Planet? Yes, yes, <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. Yes, As, hey, is, I, Treasure, I, is that another Disney? Thing? That's yes, that's Disney. Oh my there God. Yeah, there's a there's an old timey ship. But it flies in space. Yeah, that's the. It's another thing that Disney wants you to forget exists. I so, think so. They're repurposing their uh, back catalog for. Yeah, so. Treasure Planet. All right, Treasure Planet is not what I was thinking of, but that is great. Oh. Um, but but yes, in fact, I'm looking at the ship from Treasure Planet, and I'm like, okay, no, I see it. <laughs> um, this episode, maybe, maybe his little surfboard. Yes, okay, it is Treasure Planet. Oh, because he has a little. Me. He has a little um, surfboard with a sail on it. <laughs> Well, windsurfing board. His little, like, windsurfing board. That's what it made me think of. Uh, there you go. Yeah. It's cool scene. I mean, it's just, again, yes. more world building and just right. cool stuff to see. Like, everything with them chasing after the Imperials, because after they, and like, you see the armor when they're flying through, just beating the shit out of the Imperials with her hammers. That was also really cool. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't I just really like that design. And this is also the second new trooper we've gotten in Mandalorian or the third new trooper we got in Mandalorian because first we get the flame troopers in the first season which I have a Funko Pop of then we get the dark troopers and then now we get the Mandalorian you know Beskar armored Imperials Mm -hmm. and in Andor we got the shore troopers I think is what they were called oh (laughs) Oh, yeah (laughs) we did they were new they were completely new for that in in Rogue One you're talking about right on on Scarif oh in in Andor season one he gets arrested uh, yes. Those troopers were new. They weren't. Oh different. yeah, yeah. We were talking about that. They should have had uh, little short shorts, little like, bicycle shorts. <laughs> yes, yes. They, I don't know. I I have yeah. a weird thing where I really like seeing new new grunts type and type characters for some reason. Every climate has. Oh, me too. Trooper. Yeah, I, I always <laughs> loved the little. Ever since Empire Strikes Back, I've loved uh, like a a climate variation uh, trooper. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, liked it in, in like Jedi Out and uh, the uh, Jedi Knight games, like Jedi Outcast. They had um, when you go to that one, I think it's Dagobah, maybe, where you go to Jigga. And it's not Dagobah, but it's you go to like a swampy planet 
and you've got the the stormtroopers with like the green detailing and yeah, I always like a a different climate trooper. Yeah, it was just cool to me, and I'm I'm happy that we get we keep getting new troopers in each season of these new shows. So, yeah, small thing, but it makes me happy because then yeah. I get new toys. I enjoy it, <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's where the point is, Mike. So no, I know that's that. not, and I'm the, unfortunately I'm the target audience. Yeah. <laughs> So I haven't bought a Dark Trooper yet. I never bought a Funko Pocket Dark Trooper, but I do go to a lot of I do go to a lot of toy swap, and there's usually people selling like I, I went to a toy swap around May the fourth, and God, there were a ton. Obviously, everyone had a Star Wars table set up, so I was like looking at all this. I was geeking out all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really glad that I uh, I have a, um, a a a deep aversion to Funko Pops because otherwise I would spend a lot of money on them. You're a lucky bastard. You just don't know it. I'm looking. I have uh, at some point once I actually display all mine, I'll send you a video and you'll be surprised. Yeah, that plus a very thrifty wife that makes me feel guilty for buying just like a ton of toys. And then also a 3D printer that makes me feel like, oh, I could just print that. And then I don't. So I'm able to <laughs> resist, print my, Funko Pops. resist my base urges with more dead eyes to stare at you. Oh, yeah, I could definitely do that. I actually um, have a Cassian Andor Funko Pop. Actually, to the left of me, I'm looking at right now. That's, not, that's nice. He's looking at you with his his sharp his eyes, eyes. Yes, his dolls like dolls eyes. <laughs> By the way, I I'm t- I hate dolls. Like my wife had a, when, uh, at one point when we were moving stuff, she had it in storage, a really old doll, and it just like I was like, nope. Mm, like that episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> I need to watch Seinfeld one day. Oh god, yeah. It's, there's oh. an episode of Seinfeld where George's fiance moves in, and she has a doll collection with like. This creepy doll that looks exactly like his mom. And he starts hearing her voice coming from Old dolls yeah. just scare me. I do not like them. They make me uneasy. I got nothing else. <laughs> but so, like, the way this episode ends is like having them, like where they, they walk into a trap, essentially. Yeah, I think they, that's walk, cool. they walk into an obvious trap. And it's like they were running. And I was like, oh, they're going to be running right into a trap, aren't they? And then, yep, yeah, right into a trap. I was surprised that, you know, then the Moff Gideon shows up. But I like how the fact that he's like. Beskar armor. Is like dark, he's like the Dark Troopers. We're missing one important thing. Me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yeah, they they capture Jen and then Paz Vizsla dies. But he, I'm he fine dies heroically. Yeah. No, I mean, you need to have stakes. It's fine. Yeah. And he beat the shit out of a lot of them before he they killed oh, him. He though. did. He did, man. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, maybe if a couple more of them would have went through the door, they would have been fine. Because, like, mm-hmm. you just needed him to take them all out. <laughs> I like how his gun overheats and like you just see get all red and he just throws it and he starts killing people with a knife instead too. Like it was like this is awesome. Yeah, there's some badass fighting in these. And then uh, the- I, I, I just noticed something by the way. I was looking up Taz Vizla and who plays him. The guy that plays him is a UFC fighter. Oh. And so I used to be in UFC. I've really fallen off of it because I I don't want to support Dana White and his like Trump supporting ass. But I used to be into it and my I used to watch the the TV series, The Ultimate Fighter, and my favorite season of that was season three, and that's the season he was on. So his name is Tate Tate Fletcher. He does a good job, though. I mean, he acts just fine in this, and he did a good job. Like, it's just such a cool-ass scene. And again, you get to see something we haven't seen in Star Wars in a while. You see Bo-Katan cut through the door with a Darksaber. And I think you were memes that were going around like, Qui-Gon would be proud. Because you don't see that very often where someone cuts through a door like, you know, they should be with a lightsaber. Like a couple times in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. You think it'd be a lot more often. Like, oh, there's a locked door. Okay, we'll just use a giant blade we have and just cut, through. Can cut through anything. Yeah. <laughs> nah, and the Praetorian Guards are so cool in this when they beat the shit out of Viz. Like, I really like that. Yeah, it was very cool. And they get Seven. their ass handed to him next episode by a little green guy. 
But just the way that they show up to where they just kind of come out of the background and they just walk up to him with their glowing purple weapons. And just I was like, this is like, I'm like, all right, because that was when the, that was the best thing about from what I remember of The Last Jedi is that one scene with, with those guards in it. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but <laughs> I hate that scene so much. This one, but... Oh, you do? Are you talking oh, about with, where the, the, the fight scene? Yeah, with Snoke. Where... Yeah, I mean, I like Snoke dying, but then the fight scene is just terribly choreographed. It's like a CW fight scene. Oh, I've oh, only boy. seen it once. They so the corridor crew did a breakdown of it on the stuntmen react, and it was it's it's really bad if you watch it because the I was talking about it a minute ago. The Praetorian guards they there's this thing that happens in really bad fight choreography where people don't have anything to do. And so they just they stay they're standing in the background waiting for her to be their turn to fight the hero instead of doing what they would legitimately do, which is swarm the hero. And so directors will tell them, oh, you need to do something. And so they'll just like jump around and wave their arms. And if you're focused on the action, you don't notice it. But if you if you notice it, you can't unnotice it. And there's like during that fight scene, there's like three Praetorian guards just jumping around in the background, like waving their arms around like monkeys. They're like jumping and like one of them like acts like he gets hit and like goes flying and lands on the ground and stuff. But he's nowhere near where anyone's fighting. It's really bad. So right. No, I'm, I'm not a fan. I can't wait till we cover the, the sequel yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> Later this year. We're going to we're get to those. Uh, OK. Yeah, I don't remember it very well. I saw I saw it in theaters once. I tried watching it one other time, but I've never, never gotten through besides the one time. I think I watched it one time. I saw it in the theater on, on opening weekend. And then I, I think I saw it. I've watched it once streaming with my son. This will be, it'll be an interesting time when we get to those movies. Yeah. I think I've only seen it twice too, but my opinion is, is different. So, okay. We'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, yeah, I like more world building for the sequel stuff. And it just feels like they're trying to make it. So people who, you know, watch the different star Wars stuff will enjoy the sequels more mm-hmm. because one, there'll be references. Cause I mean, again, man, for a lot of people, I bet you Mandalorian is their first experience in the star Wars. And then they go and they go from there and watch everything else. Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely know. I, I know people who that's all the only star Wars they've seen is the Mandalorian. They exist. I, so. I don't know how they exist, but they exist. I actually know exactly how, cause I teach, I teach teenagers and most of them could not possibly give a shit about star Wars. Oh man. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like some of them are really into it. Some are really I've like I have students that wear Star Wars shirts all the time and stuff. But like a lot of them, like they've they they'll they'll tell me like, oh, I've never seen Star Wars, but they know who Baby Yoda is. So because <laughs> my my room is I have my room is decked out with Star Wars stuff. My classroom is so. nice. I've got 30, 38 Star Wars posters in my classroom currently. Plus, <laughs> oh my, plus I've God. got I've got a I've got a three foot tall Darth Vader statue that a student gave me and. It's not a stat. I mean, it's like a it's like a toy you got at Walmart. Wait, do, do you teach history again? Was it history? I do. Yes. Okay, that makes. There we go. That makes more sense. Yeah. Now I've got I've got some. Some of my students gave me some like Star Wars, World War Two stuff where they like photoshopped historic Star Wars stuff and historical oh. photographs of World War Two. They're pretty cool looking. Like, that sounds like, cool. Yeah, like Soviet like Soviet anti tank guys like fighting uh, uh, ATAT and yeah, it's pretty cool. P fifty one Mustang dog fighting for Tie Fighter. <laughs> it's cool but i feel like that's kind of what they're going for here is that yeah. you know getting star wars to be you know for people to, to make these movies 
make more sense and have more connections to him, which I'm fine with. Like it needs I, I, that. I think really what what they're doing is a lot of this is just like reference, reference. Look, here's a reference, and yeah. the references have mostly been for us, for old people, but <laughs> they're throwing in some references for the younger people too. Right. Yeah. Not young, but younger people. The people that were like in they were young enough to like the sequels. So people that were like, you know, teenagers like sequels? sequels came out. Yeah. yeah, they were very popular. I think that they the didn't Force Awakens like break Titanic's record or something like that. Hey, Force Awakens is great. I, I love Force Awakens. I mean, I, it's just, I think it's, after you leave Force Awakens, you just find shit. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely look back at Force Awakens and be like, ah, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think hey, it's a fun movie. movie. Yeah, it will be soon later this year. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I but, but anyway, my point is, is I, I don't think they're there. I don't think they're really trying to build anything so much as they're just trying to get throw some throw some Easter eggs at the younger folk to get them going. Ooh, those are those things. But maybe yeah, right, right. And then that brings us to the last episode of the season, episode eight, which I remember after I watched seven, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to see where this goes. Yeah, and it didn't. It it. I enjoyed it. Like you have the fact that I loved it. Moff Gideon is sending off his bombers and TIE fighters to go blow up what's left of the Mandalorian fleet. You have Axe Wolf somehow is able to use his Mandalorian suit and fly all the way up to the ship. But OK, whatever. I thought that, that's cool. I mean, I was fine with that. And I, I, I thought it was cool that he became he became the hero. I was worried he was going to turn. And instead, he like stayed with the ship and, and fought and somehow survived, um, which is fine. I, I thought it would have been better if he had died in the process, but that's cool. And same, we got we got uh, Grogu gets to use his suit, his uh, little mech, and <laughs> helps it helps uh, Din Dinjarin escape. We get one of my favorite things is when they find all the tanks of Moth Gideon clones and they destroy them. Because I saw, I was like, "Oh, y'all got to destroy those, right? right? Like, don't just walk out of this room." And then they didn't. <laughs> yeah, they destroyed them. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that awesome. Great. That was awesome. Yeah. And then like you get to see Grogu because like Grogu's the one that saves Mando essentially because he's fighting, yeah. you know, Moff Gideon, and then he they you know, Grogu ends up getting the Praetorian Guard to go after him and they destroy his they destroyed his mech. Yeah. I did find it kind of funny that Grogu was able to pretty much like I mean him and him and Mando take out the three Praetorian guards. They do, yeah. Uh, it was good. Uh, and, and the you... and the uh Darksaber is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Which oh, I think yeah. is good. It was good it's good. And you also have, which is nice to see. It. I mean, it's it's put it's it's gone now, and I'm I'm okay. Yeah, they can put it away. It's gone. We don't need it. Have to cut, don't need it to come back. Yeah, it, we don't it, need it. We don't need Gideon to come back either. You know, I'm sure assuming he's, he's dead. I'm assuming as well. You know, I I think he'll come back. <laughs> I hope not. I hope they just put away his character and they've done enough with him. I feel the same way, but I think that. People love Giancarlo Esposito too much. You know, like we know that because he dies, in, you know, when he died in Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, and it's like such a definitive death. It's like, oh, yeah, no, he's dead. And then they do a prequel series and they're like, all right, so we're going to make him one of the main characters of the show. Right. It's like because everyone loves Giancarlo Esposito, because how can you not? He's just got so much gravitas. He is so good as like a smirking and then very angry villain, like cold, smirking to cold in like a millisecond. He's great. So, no, I think they'll bring him back. I think near the end of season four, it'll turn out that he's actually alive and then he'll be in the movie. He'll be the end of the main. Uh, I mean, you technically don't. You, he is wearing the armor and his helmet he's is wearing not the armor. Off. 
when the fire hits. I mean, here's here's what I'll say. I would not be surprised the least if they do that. So, you know, not I wouldn't be like, well, it's out of left field. I would know why they would do that. Exactly. Yeah. I also I really liked that uh, when Grogu creates like the, the dome of like force and protects them from the blast. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. And then like they, they crashed the ship into the base, the ship that they were using, the Imperial ship that they had. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That was but no, cool. It makes it look like Axe died. But when I rewatched it, you see that he does jump off the last second. Then he's in the last scene when they're all behind around the forge. Oh, OK. Yeah. So yeah. They, they did have him survive. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, that means he can he can pop up later. And one of the one of the women that you see as the Mandalorians on the on the on the side that takes off their helmet. I know she's a wrestler. She was yeah. in the first season when they brought her back. Yeah, it's uh, Mercedes Bernardo. Yeah. The only reason I know who she is is because she dressed up as Sailor Moon for a Royal Rumble and people were posting on Facebook. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm a big no. Sailor Moon fan, so I was happy. No, yeah, I love Sailor Moon. So <laughs> that's why. But no, I, I agree with you guys that I, I, I hope he doesn't come back, but I'm worried that he's going to. But I, I really hope they put away the character. I mean, they say he's dead and the Darksaber's destroyed, so he, but just don't bring him back. Yeah. Either way, it's whatever. It's fine. But I mean, there could have been clones that they didn't destroy. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. But I know I hope. Uh, yeah. But anyway, and then yeah, at the end, yeah, we get the they they restart the Great Forge, and Dinjarin officially adopts Groku as his son, mm-hmm. which is cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like, was he can't say the word, so he can't put on the helmet. I'm like, don't put the helmet on him anyway. <laughs> I'm tired yeah, of this. They're not gonna shit. put a helmet on Baby Yoda until until. They they're ready to be done with it. He'll he'll put on the helmet at the end of the movie for the climax, and he'll say his first word or something. Yeah, I got call a bad feeling call about this. Call Dad or something. <laughs> or will he say, "From my point of view, you are my father." <laughs> <sighs> you're not with me. You're my enemy. You're like, yeah. I don't want to go to Tatooine. I hate sand. There you go. <laughs> I think we I think we've written the end of the first movie. Have him voiced by Hayden movie. Christensen. I forget what I... Oh, yeah, when I was watching Return of the Jedi, there there was a thing where Luke says, from my point of view, or someone said it, I thought it was Luke, but I remember seeing that, or maybe Invader even said that, and I was just like, yep, there we go. That's why we have it in Revenge of the Sith. Well, I mean, Obi-Wan says, you know, I, I that he told him the truth from a certain point of view. Oh, okay, maybe that. that's what it was then. Yeah, uh, that's the Return of the Jedi. Which is a okay, famous. a certain point of view. Famous. Which is yeah. way better than, from my point of view, the Jedi are bad. Well, evil. yeah. <laughs> evil. The Jedi are evil. <laughs> and from some people's point of view, lost. there's good guys on both sides. So, hey, well, you know, you can't always <laughs> the point of view. <laughs> and then we get IG-11 as the uh, the new Marshal of Navarro. I thought that was cool. And everyone's yeah. happy about it. Everyone's clapping. And I'm like, it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of dystopian. <laughs> a little bit to have robot police, but... A former robot assassin who's now your police officer. Yeah, that's but it's Star Wars, I guess. You can you can. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah, I was gonna say they have robot police in 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 New York City now. Actually, yeah. Well, that's when we we talk about. Here we come. We watch RoboCop for the for the podcast, so we can talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) And then yeah, the final little shot is uh, Grogu and Jinjar and have their uh, their little homestead. And that felt very much like a Western, like ending with like, and the hero retires to his homestead. Yeah, put, exactly. Puts up his feet. And, and then Grogu playing with the frogs. Doesn't it go, doesn't the, the camera iris just go in on Grogu? If I, am I remembering that right? You no, know, the very last scene is just a I little think so, yeah. circle on Grogu's face. 
and also you have so, Mando yeah. tells the rebel the rebel pilot guys he's like oh I'll, you know you can hire me and I'll I'll be a contractor and I'll you know hunt help you fight Imperials I'm gonna be you know bounty hunter by trade I I like that too so it you know yeah. it kind of shows you what the next season is gonna be it yeah. like gives you it gives it gives an idea of what it could be for sure I, I, hope, I hope I hope that's, that's what, what they do I I would love it if it goes back to being the like episodic western style like season one but I I doubt it. I think it'll do it that for like one or two episodes and then it'll become big plot again. But that's okay because I, I really like this season and it was big plot. Anyway. I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming that what's her name? Kane, you know, the evil Kane will come back. So, yeah, she'll still be, they'll have to get rid of her character. I mean, I would be fine if it ended here, but as we all know, it won't. So, <laughs> yeah, because it is a great way to end the series. Yeah, I, I really thought when I saw it, I was like, okay, are they going to end it here? Because they easily could. I I thought it was, and then I read that it's not. I was like, because that just felt like, okay, that's it. They finished The Mandalorian in a great way. Like, that's perfect. Right. Put a little bow on it, it's done. But but no, it's coming back. But that's okay. I'm fine with it coming back. I mean, I mean, I, I am so excited for Ahsoka now, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think... To... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, uh, I just... Yeah. Uh, so I like Rosaria Dawson. I think she's charming. And and she's amazingly beautiful. Like I've had like really had kind of a crush on her like since well, since Rent. But I think she's not the best actress sometimes, and I think she's really not very good as Ahsoka from what little she's been in with it. But maybe she can be, and it just hasn't had the best lines. I don't know. I'm I'm going to look forward to Ahsoka anyway. Well, I mean, part of it is we're going to get Thrawn. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, I'm excited, excited for. I'm excited for Thrawn. And and honestly, I really like Ahsoka in Clone Wars. I like her character. I mean, she grows over the course of the series. Oh yeah, she definitely. She could be a little annoying in the first season, but <laughs> she is. Here's but here's what I'm gonna say. I this is just an aside. I feel like Giancarlo Esposito would have made a great Thrawn as well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what I don't know if they have an actor yet. They do. The role. They do. Okay. The guy who voiced Thrawn in Rebels. Well, that's uh, you know okay. That's fine. at least he's not I, an established person. I guess. I yeah, or at least he's not. I mean, that's, that's what they do with Katie. That's what they do with Katie Sackhoff for Bo Katan. But Katie Sackhoff voiced Bo Katan in uh, Rebels and uh, Clone Wars. And there's already showing two Sith that are in the trailer that are going to be in the show. Okay. And we do know in the trailer, I can say this too, Ezra, Ezra, Miller, Ezra, <laughs> the Jedi from I Rebels. Gonna, I was going to say Ezra Miller is in the corner, like eating human flesh or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think, he's doing I think it, yeah, Ezra. Or maybe I'm whoever the Jedi that survives yeah. in Rebels sure. is gonna be in Ahsoka. He's in the trailer. The the, the, the kid that that um escapes yes. Order sixty six at the beginning of Bad Batch. Yeah. Oh no, that's Kanan. Oh, that's Kanan. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not going to be in Ahsoka. Oh, okay. He doesn't get out of Rebels. Let's just put it that way. All right. So <laughs> he his story ends in Rebels. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's all you they, need to say. Okay, well, yeah, no, they I, put think him Ahsoka, away. I think Ahsoka has potential to be good. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like the Mandalorian is its own thing, and Andor is amazing. Book of Boba Fett was trash, almost <laughs> beginning to end, and Obi-Wan was a pretty decent two-hour movie that got stretched into a not-great series. I don't know where Ahsoka's going to fall on that continuum of... Uh, and or to to Boba Fett, you know, it's really hard to say. But I'm, I hope I'm it excited. is. I hope it's. I hope it's. But I don't think it's going to be like Andor. I think. I think at best it'll be like on par with with Mandalorian, which is great. I mean, I love Mandalorian. I don't. I don't think we're going to get anything like Andor again. 
Not not out of us, not out of the Ahsoka series. No, I think to get something like Andor, you need a character uh, like Andor. Technically, was an existing character, but barely. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you need stuff that isn't Jedi related. Ahsoka is going to be all Jedi stuff. So yeah, well, that's like Mandalorian. Mandalorian was not a character, an existing character. He's an existing race. But he's not an existing character, and so they're able to do so much with it. And I feel like some of the worst Mandalorian episodes are the ones where they bring in existing characters. But I don't know. Some of them are good too. So I don't know. Yeah, Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka's got potential. I've been rewatching. I've been watching the uh, Red Letter Media breakdown of the Obi Wan series, and they they actually liked it. Interesting. They were pretty positive on it. They were like, "Yeah, the show's dumb, but I like it. It's fun." Sometimes, and, and, sometimes yeah. they have a wild card. You know, I don't know. Sometimes you think yeah. they're really going to hate something and then that was exactly it. I watched it assuming they were going to hate it and they were and the three of them, two of them liked it and one of them did it. I can't remember their names. The one that plays Plinkett in the Plinkett reviews, he was the one who liked it the most. Yeah. He was very po- he was very positive on it. This Mike is his name. Yeah, Mike is his name. But the the youngest one, the young one, the young one with spiky hair, he hated it. And he's like sitting in between the two of them. He's like, "How do y'all like this?" It was pretty funny, but I, I actually, uh, I, I was thinking about it. I, I think I liked Obi-Wan mostly. Just, it had some rough parts. But watching that, like, watching those breakdowns, which is like uh, three episodes, three, like, one-hour YouTube videos. So it's pretty long. Okay. Just maybe, like, want to go back and watch Obi-Wan. Someday, maybe. Someday. Yeah. I don't feel like I have time for, I, I barely have time for the uh, shows and video games I do for this podcast. Right. <laughs> I completely understand that. <laughs> But my my vacation starts day after tomorrow, so oh nice. Yeah, tomorrow's headed. tomorrow's the last day of school, and then teachers have to go in the next day, and then we're done. So very nice. Yeah, I'll get in. I'll finally watch Rebels. <laughs> All right, and I think we should go to shelf stacker box. And Peter, what about you? I'm say put it on your shelf. It's nice. It's a fun series. If you watch the other Mandalorians, you've already come this far. You might as well watch this one. And I feel like there's some stuff in here I'm going to revisit every now and again. There's some good visuals, some fun adventures. Jack Black appears out of nowhere at one point. <laughs> um, but I did like it overall. So, you know, it is something I may I may end up revisiting. And that's usually my criteria for putting it on the shelf. Oh, so, OK, yeah. I'll go next. I'm also going to put this on the shelf. I really enjoyed this. And yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoy all of it. But it was a really good, I felt, season. Yeah. And what about you, Carrie? Yeah, Shelf, of course. I love this show. And, you know, it, it's probably the weakest of the three seasons, but that doesn't mean anything. It's still better than most television. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. All right. So you will hear, if you're listening to all our Star Wars stuff, the next thing you're going to hear is us talk about Solo after this. But then come at some, this Ahsoka airs in August. So some probably, probably November, you'll hear us talk about Ahsoka, most likely. And then the sequel trilogy too at some point this year. Yeah, I forgot we were watching Solo next. That's that's gonna be uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, do something. I haven't, I I haven't, see, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that since the theater. I don't. Yeah, think neither actually. neither have I. Well, I did see a couple minutes of it at one point. But anyway, yeah. we'll talk about it. So yeah, so you can look forward to. We've done tons of other Star Wars content. You'll see. Every, you can find everything on Podbean. Just search us and listen to us talk about all the movies and other Man Mandalorian season one and two, which are two of the best episodes this podcast has ever seen. So, <laughs> and Peter, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at PeterBP, and maybe one day one of these other social media networks not owned by a terrible person. Maybe never. But uh, I'm also, if you look up the fifth, the fifth Civilization, that's my first book of a sci-fi trilogy I've written, you can find me there. All right. And Carrie, where can people find you at? 
Hey, I'm Carusetta on Twitch, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A, also on YouTube. Uh, you can watch me modify and repair video game consoles and play video games. All right, and if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. The little star, you vote in our Patreon polls. We have one every month. Sometimes we have more than a month, but go check that out. I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has For You. You can follow her on TikTok. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. Started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. So definitely go support him. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. and you can find all our content. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Later.